0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
0: No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: (laughs) Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for another episode of Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, your podcast producer from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Yes, I am bummed this morning. It was a late, late night here at Behind the Steel Curtain when the Steelers fall 16-10 to in a game that they didn't show up until later on in the second half. The defense, the offense, well, you know, first quarter was just a waste for the Steelers. And Miami, they showed up, and they scored those 13 points pretty much right away. And next thing you know, the Steelers are trailing, and they're trying to get back into it. And I really thought that they would have. I thought they were going to. It just seemed like it. But there were some not ready for prime time players in that game, which isn't a bad thing. It's just a thing. It just means that it's going to take time. And we thought that after Ben Roethlisberger was gone and after Ben Roethlisberger had that great rookie year, that's apples to oranges. You can't compare Ben to Kenny Pickett. You could also not think that the same thing is going to happen because there's no Deuce Staley and Jerome Bettis and a great defense and they didn't have their superstar on defense injured so many things like that he also had the benefit of having a Heinz Ward he had a Jerome Bettis you know he had those guys so there's a difference here but there's some so many things to get excited about With Kenny Pickett. yet don't throw him out yet. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. There's definitely going to be growing pains. This team was close, but no black and gold cigar. And the reason I'm going to say all of that is because I liked the way Kenny looked. We've seen Peyton Mannings. We've seen guys like that. John Elway's in their rookie year. Do some great things and do some poor things and it took them a while to get it going. But they all got it going. If you're thinking, all right, bad, we just need to just uh, scrap this year and tank. No, we're not tanking. No one's tanking. But you can't think about a number one pick next year. When this is a team that could put it together in the second half, It's not a Super Bowl team, might not be a playoff team, but they might be setting things up for 2023 and 2024, set them up for beyond. Kenny Pickett did some brilliant things to get into position. The biggest problem in that game with Kenny Pickett with the two interceptions at the end, well, it's simple. He just wasn't ready in that situation. He has never navigated those waters before in the professional ranks. And I could break it all down to this. Kenny Pickett wanted to run. He wanted to take off. He wanted to channel his inner scrambler. On that final interception. And he didn't. Because of the clock. The clock was in his head. Would have loved to have seen him taken off and run. He might have even gotten an end, Or he would have gotten out of bounds. There would have been more time on the clock. Don't know what he was seeing in the end zone. But if he would have taken off and run, they might have ended up winning that game by one point. We don't know the answer. We don't know what comes next. But that kind of tanked it for him. Is this game ultimately a team loss? Yes. Kenny Pickett was not able to win this game for him, for the team, and for himself. But he was not able to pull it out. But one thing about Kenny Pickett is he's going to turn around and he's going to store this in the database in his head and know what to do the next time. He's he's a learner. He's that kind of guy that you don't worry about him making this mistake twice, but bad. He made two interceptions. He made two big mistakes. Yeah, he did. That's part of the growing pains with a guy like this, with a rookie. You had to expect it, but we saw it with Ben Roethlisberger and said, Hey, maybe he could do the same thing. No, it's not happening this year, but. We can't just throw them out yet. I mean, you just don't stop the experiment. And I really don't even think it's an experiment. It's just getting started. Slow starts yesterday. But I hate the idea of run, run, pass at the beginning. I hate the fact that this team is really predictable when it comes to offense. And when you have to unleash and go down the middle, why are you doing that at the end of the game? And don't tell me it's about looks. Mike Tomlin even said yesterday, you know, George Pickens, uh, six for six, but he wasn't getting the looks. I mean, it's all about getting open and this and that. Yeah, I kind of think, though, that with all the other talent and you're just running jet sweeps, and, and did they do it as much as they did last week? No. But you can't waste opportunities. There can't be three and outs. And there were way too many of them. The big thing that damned Kenny Pickett is two penalties. One that I just did not think was a penalty on Dan Moore Jr. I really don't. He he let go. And it wasn't it really did not would have not affected the play either. I I just thought that was one that you don't call. I thought it was a little bit ticky-tack. The illegal shift? Look, I have no problem with them putting a guy in motion on what's going to be a quarterback sneak because we talked about that last night on the preview. That's something you do. You do that because then they're just going to stack the box, and what happens if they stack the box and there's a receiver wide open in that situation? Wow then you've got something going, but you can't have, you've got to have the discipline to know what you're doing on the shift. That's preparation. And I know there's going to be some people saying that, well, can't blame it all on the coaches, but execution happens with good coaching and with good scheme. So yeah, I, I am. I'm I'm on the uh Matt Canada anti bandwagon. I'm just like kind of feels like enough is enough. As bad as I was with Randy Feetner, it's like, wow, this is just terrible. But Kenny Pickett had signs of life. The thing is, he was not able to come up big in big moments yesterday. I think he's going to. I think he will. Because he's learning in those big moments. But this is your learning. This is going to turn into what's going to be a learning year. And that's it. And if you can get stronger from it, get stronger. I wouldn't go away. I wouldn't say, wake me up when they start winning. No. You want to experience what they're as frustrating as it could be. You want to experience them putting it all together. And it's going to happen. And it's going to happen with an offensive line that is starting to play better. With a running game, Najee Harris, 65 yards. That's not enough. I get it. Not enough. But he was looking better. We could blame a lot of things. There were not egregious drops in this game. Was there maybe one drop? Did Deontay have... A drop, maybe. I know he was five for ten, but I don't think he. I don't think he uh, blatantly dropped footballs yesterday. I feel like Chase Claypool is breaking out. I thought he came up big on third down in a lot of uh, in a lot of ways yesterday. And if he's going to be a guy that you can count on on third down, yeah. Fryermuth looks like a top five tight end and you're not using them correctly just not i made this comparison on the preview yesterday excuse me the post game show and i said hey you basically have a monster truck and you're keeping it in the garage don't do that don't keep that monster truck in the garage that's what pat frying is so they're close they're close to getting it all together and they might get it together in 2022 but it's probably going to be too late but that's the good thing i make a lot of comparisons to 1988 on all of my shows and they won three out of their last four and frustrated a lot of people by doing that i was just happy they were winning three out of four I was a senior in high school. Now I'm just a senior citizen. And I just want to see him win every single week. Even when you're sacrificing draft choice position, it doesn't matter. No, you go out there to win the game. But I think it's going to be too late, but I think they're sowing the seeds. They started winning in 2003 at the end too. They won two or three December games back when everything was going wrong, that last losing season of 2003 that led up to drafting Ben Roethlisberger. But this is a team that keeps fighting. They keep figuring it out. And I think they're building something special on this team. I get it, TJ Watts not there. But that can't be an excuse. You can't rely on one guy. Your defense can't rely on one guy. Did the defense play better yesterday? They were abysmal in the first half. That should have been a 50-14 to 14 game. That's the way it looked like it was going to be. It looked like Waddle and, and Hill were going to kill you. And Raheem Mostert as well. They gave up all those rushing yards early. Then they ended up only giving up 111. In the second half, I'm watching that team on defense and I'm thinking, yeah, they're going to stop them. They're going to continue to stop them. Miami stopped themselves with just that dumb idea to go. It almost cost them to go for first out late in the game when they could have just taken the chip shot field goal. Chip shot field goal puts you ahead two scores. But they almost blew it. And that was a coaching gaffe that we would have been going crazy over. But they just weren't ready. They were close, but no cigar. Those cigars are going to come, though. Kenny Pickett's going to be smoking victory cigars. So will Chase Claypool. And I don't think they're going to trade Chase Claypool because they're going to ask for a ton for him. If you get that ton, yeah, you consider it. Panthers don't want to trade Christian McCaffrey, but they wanted to get a haul for him, and they're happy with what they got. You get an opportunity to get what you got for Chase, what they got for Christian McCaffrey. You're going to get that for Chase Claypool if it's offered to you. So you're definitely going to take it. But this team is close to getting it together, and there's going to be a lot of people. I'm going to get a lot of messages and say, "Bad, you're delusional. No, that's horrible. This is horrible. This is horrible. This is horrible. I don't think so. I think getting a guy like TJ Watt could help pull them together so much more, but I just don't think that this is a 1988 team where you needed those draft picks so much more. Sure, they need the draft picks now. They're going to need these picks. But I don't think they're really starting way too much over. Kenny Pickett needs to get the experience, and that's what he's out there for. And he is going to be talked about as a much better quarterback in November and December than he is right now. I can't wait for him to get that first full win. You know, I know he gets credit for the win last week, but you know he's not taking credit for that win. It's different on, on the stat sheets. It's not like baseball. Mitch Trubisky earned that win last week and bailed them out. I would have liked to have seen what Kenny Pickett could have done. I, I really think he would have won that game if he doesn't get hurt. But last night against Miami, yeah, it's a bummer. But know how close this team is. And we're gonna have different conversations come November, and it's gonna be so much more fun. I'm telling you that when the bye week is over, and I'm crazy. I'm nuts because I think there's a possibility that they could knock off Philly if they get it together. There's so many things that have to happen for them to get together, get it together, but they can get it together, and if that happens against Philly. You're three and five. Then you're thinking, all right. They've got a chance to go maybe six and three. You're nine and eight. You might sneak in. Do you need to sneak in? No. Do I care if Mike Tomlin does not? uh, Do I care about Mike Tomlin's record of 15 straight non-losing seasons? No. I just care about the team getting better to get in a position where they are the team to beat. That's actually possible with these guys. Not right now, but you keep building, you keep growing. It's going to happen. We're going to come back right after this on bad language and talk about what went wrong with our picks. Who was right. We're going to, we're going to be accountable for everything we say. And you'll love the fact that a lot of us did get it right. So stick around here from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm B.A.D. and this is Bad Language.
0: Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bag. Members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
1: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: welcome back to brian anthony davis's show called bad language oh my gosh that sounds so stupid uh i am hung over from just the th- that game yesterday uh Gosh, that's a game that they really could have won. It's bad language. I'm PAD. And let's talk about some accountability. You know, we talk about the Steelers being accountable for their actions. We're talking about the accountability of the play calling. Accountability of the play play callers. If anybody's going to be accountable, it's going to be Kenny Pickett. And that's an amazing thing. So I, I really think to wrap everything up, they're close. He's going to get to the point where this is second nature to go out and close out a game. And that's exactly what we're looking for. But let's talk about predictions, predictions that went right, predictions that went wrong. You know, we do them on the show. And so I'm gonna go ahead and bring these up here. We have got our staff predictions that we do every week. And only three of us had the Dolphins winning. So I'm giving the victory this week to Jeffrey Benedict, who had Dolphins 24 to 18. I had 27, 24 Dolphins, but I really thought the Steelers were going to win it. I did that just, you know, because so I can be wrong. And here I was right. So that kind of stinks. Bradley Locker, 28 to 13. Got to give props to... Kyle Christ, from what Ian's talking about, 17 to 16 was, was his final score. That's probably the closest to the real score score here, but he had the Dolphins getting 16. He had the Dolphins losing, but the fact that he had the, their point total, right. I got to give him some great, uh, some credit there. Dave Schofield was the farthest off with his score being 26 to 18. So gosh, a rough game. Definitely a rough game here for the Steelers. It was kind of rough on the over/under as well. Let's go ahead and take a look at this. the The three of us on the Steelers preview, as you know, we go ahead and take an over/under every single week. And guy who's usually leading, and Jeff's leading overall, but I think uh, I think he's going to have company at the top after this game. So let's start off with Chase Claypool. 65 and a half as far as receiving yards for number 11. He had 41. I'm the only one that took the over. I thought he was going to go over 65. He did not. Dave had the under. Jeff had the under. They get the points. Sacks, one and a half. Everybody had the over. And, well, by putting the O down... That's close to right because they got a goose egg that looked like, you know, yeah, zeros look like goes. Um, So we're wrong. We don't get any of the points there. Got to get the sacks. Got to get to that quarterback. That's what needs to happen. You know, we put a lot of blame on Kenny Pickett for this, but I'm blaming the defense, too. Defense came way too late to the party. But even when they got to the party and were making stops, they were not getting to Tua. All you had to do for Tua was hit him once. Knock him around once. I'm not, look, I'm not saying that that you go and try to ring his bell. Definitely don't do that. But what I'm saying is give him a tap where it's like he's nervous back there and force him into scrambling like a chicken with his head cut off. The guy's very good. I mean, he did not have a lot of yards rushing because he had so much time to pass. That's the thing. Turnovers. Jeff was like, eh, we're going to make it a half. So that means you basically have no turnovers. And they had three. So let's go ahead and take the over with Brian and Dave. They get the points. Jeff with the under. Nope, not uh, turnovers. Should have only been really... They could have been in a situation where they didn't have any. The one to Chase Claypool, when Chase Claypool fell down, should have never happened. That's not that's not on Kenny Pickett. PFF might say, hey, uh, he only has two, because they just decide their own stats. They give and take away interceptions all the time. But they still go on the stat sheet for Kenny Pickett. That's what's going to happen. So turnovers, yeah, Jeff lost out on that one. Pat Fryermuth, 45 and a half receiving yards. I took the over. Dave and Jeff took the under. I get the points. 75, great game. A lot of targets. I still don't think they're using them enough. I think that guy should get more targets than what he did yesterday. Fryermuth's a man. I'm telling you what, he's a top five tight end in this league. You gotta feed him more. Feed me. That's what he should just do. Say y'all feed me all the time. Combined receiving yards for the Miami Dolphins. Jeff put it at 152.5. It was like 261. Brian and Dave. I'm not trying to use myself in the third person. I'm just reading off it off the screen here. We took the over. Jeff took the under. So points for us. Steelers passing TDs, one and a half. And it was done that way, just in case somebody gets knocked out. And we all took the over. We all thought Kenny was going to get two. Kenny got one. So we don't get the points. Who wins the week? well, Nobody, everybody got points for the over, excuse me, not, not the over everybody got points for picking the Steelers to cover all three of us got them and I got, I'm going back in time to give Dave another point for last week. I just screwed that up and he's, uh, he's calling me, he's writing me, he's putting post-it notes on my door, um, to get on that point back. So I'm definitely going to do that. Am I embellishing a little bit? What? You you just uh, you guess on that one. So uh, let's look at this winning the week with four points. It's a tie. Me and Dave. We did it. If I would have just went with the claypole thing, gave went with the under, I would have won the week. But we but bo- we're both pulling up on Jeff. We're pulling up on Jeff now with one point. Actually, two points this week. That's it. So it looks like there's a first place tie right now with Dave and Jeff. I, in second, I'm going to go back to the tape and check that out and make sure that I am correct on that. But I pretty much think that I am. So let's go ahead and do the one last thing. It's bold and bizarre predictions. It's something that I do every single week here at btsc it's one of my favorite things to do yeah some of it's wacky some of it's stupid i i mean it's a piece meant for fun if not i'm just doing that's why it's called bizarre i mean if not all i'm doing is just saying i think that kenny pickett's gonna throw this many touchdowns i'm going to say he's gonna have this many yards come on that's not what you want to hear you want it to be funny you want it to be goofy somebody People like some people like satire. I I know for sure not everybody likes satire, but I do, and yeah, it's my article, so that's what I'm throwing at you. So let's look at this week's bold and bizarre ones. Here we go. The Steelers need to call security as Miami's own Antonio Brown attempts to Jedi mind trick the entire football world and shows up in full Steelers uniform, ready to play. In the meantime. Well, Will Smith shows up and slaps A.B. for trying to steal his Men in Black memory-erasing device bit. Yep, I don't know if that happened, but that would have been cool if it did, right? Just business as usual for Brian Flores, just different colored hoodies or polo or raincoat or whatever it is he's wearing. And yeah, that's true. Just business as usual for for good old B.F. Art Rooney 2 cornered Stephen Ross fresh off suspension and reminds the Dolphins owner that he recently tried to poach Steelers offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, and offers him in exchange for a bushel of Joe Stonecrab. Ooh, Joe Stonecrab's really good. With Kansas City playing earlier in the afternoon, Bougie Smith-Schuster flies in on a private jet to make an appearance at halftime and hump the legs of the Dolphins' 50th anniversary Super Bowl team. Bougie would be awaiting extradition the next day back to Kansas City. Um, I don't believe that happened. I think they were playing in San Francisco. He couldn't get the flight. So I kind of messed that up. Ben Ross Roethlisberger calls his own press conference to remind Kenny Pickett that he once won in Miami playing in the eye of a hurricane and once played so heroically in quotations that Lawrence Timmons was so moved that he couldn't contain his emotions and threw up on the field. <laughs> I remember LT throwing up back in South Beach. You know, at Hard Rock Stadium, they do that on purpose. They put the visitors bench in the sun, and that knocks those guys out. It really does. So uh just a, six years ago, that was a crazy week. I believe that was week seven, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Let's go ahead and look at some more of them. I've got Mitch Trubisky trying to chug some Joe Stone crab. I'm on a Joe, I, I went crab now. I'm hungry for crab, but look, I'm sure that did not happen. Um, You can't just chug a bushel of crab. I mean, if it was crab soup, that would still be tough. Um, Mason Rudolph, thinking that Madonna still maintains residence in Miami, is crestfallen to learn that the legendary songstress now resides in Lisbon, Portugal. Uh, Mace is forced to cancel his reservation to Joe's Stone Crab and gives the town the 10-pound heart-shaped candy box to james daniels all right i've got kenny pickett i've got kenny pickett going for 24 for 38 and 280 yards on the day i have him throwing an interception as well so how close was i on that that's the big question how close i would say I'm just going to say that I think I was pretty darn close on this one. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that one because I got it really close to right. Really close to right. He had 257 yards. He had one touchdown and three interceptions. I had him throwing two touchdowns. He was 32 for 44. I have him going 24 for 38. Man, I I was close there. Um, Two touchdowns, runs for one, intercepted twice. He was intercepted three times. Jalen Warren gets his first NFL score. Nope, did not happen. Deontay Johnson and Connor Hayward both catch touchdown passes. Now it was George Pickens that got it. The Steelers get called for a legal man downfield just once. Yay, yay, I'm correct. Najee Harris gains 40 yards on the ground. Zero as a receiver. He had 65 and 15 for 80 total yards. Defensive line, offensive line continues their improvement and James Daniels becomes the enforcer on the offense and there's anybody to come near his quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's happening. Steelers get two sacks. Nope, got none. Cam Sutton and Minka Fitzpatrick pick off Tua, but the Steelers' defense surrenders three touchdown passes. That did not happen either they got one Steelers rushing de- defense plays staunch for a second week in a row well they did for three quarters but not that first quarter and the Steelers get three touchdowns on the day and a field goal from Chris Boswell now they got one field goal from Boz 27-24 final with the Dolphins beating the Steelers it was 16 to 10 so not not too right but I got a few of them so I'm gonna tell my wife that i got all of them so don't spoil that don't lie for me please lie for me actually that's what i'm trying to say hey i'm going to get on out of here make sure that you check out the hangover it was an early edition it is going to be up anywhere you can go ahead and download your favorite Steelers podcasts until next time this is bad saying this has been bad language And my friends, I ain't apologizing for nothing.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?